Hello, this is Gurmeher from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 24th of January. Have you ever paid attention to those speedy disclaimers in breathless voiceovers during television ad breaks? Did you ever think the accompanying text was too long to read and vanished too soon? You were not the only one. A survey by the Advertising Standards Council of India has found that over 80% of consumers did not even notice the disclaimer, 33% could not understand it, and 62% felt it was too long. On Tuesday, the Council revised guidelines for disclaimers made to support ad claims. Over the past three years, it found that over 800 ads were in violation of guidelines released in 2016. As per the new guidelines, all disclaimers should be clearly readable. There should not be more than one disclaimer, the disclaimer should be restricted to two full-length lines, and it must remain on screen for more than four seconds for every line. Last year, referring to the mutual funds ads, Union Minister for Consumer Affairs, Piyush Goyal, had said, and I quote, They read out the disclaimer very, very fast, which you can't even understand. The disclaimer should be prominent and at the same tone or speed as the rest of the advertisement. You can't rush through a disclaimer, unquote. The Karnataka High Court has held that wives cannot be required to provide financial support for their husbands if the latter are able-bodied. The court was hearing a matter related to conjugal rights. The husband claimed that he should not have to pay his working wife any maintenance because he has been jobless since he lost his job during the COVID-19 outbreak. He had filed for divorce. However, the bench noted that there was not enough evidence to assume that he can't earn money. After hearing both sides of the case, Justice M. Nagaprasanna rule that the husband should not be entitled to support payments just because Section 24 of the Hindu Marriage Act is general neutral for grant of maintenance. He concluded this would be similar to promoting idleness. The bench affirmed a family court's order of Rs 10,000 in spousal support and 25,000 in litigation expenses to the wife. It dismissed the husband's appeal in which he had asked for 2 lakh rupees as maintenance per month and 30,000 in litigation costs from the woman. Listeners, experts have long warned of the risks of building in a paraglacial zone. The calamity in Joshimath is now all too obvious. In our new series titled, The Hills Suffer, Joshimath and Beyond, we try to answer the pressing question, is relocation an answer in Uttarakhand? In this series, environmental reporter Hidesh Joshi and a producer Madhu Kumar are on ground to investigate all infrastructure projects and will interview experts to tell the story of disaster in making and other state calamities. Contribute to this NLCNA project to help us tell the story. We have been able to bring you such extensive stories and reports only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Rahul Gandhi has distanced himself and the Congress party from leader Digvijay Singh's controversial comments on the Indian surgical strikes in Pakistan, calling the remarks ridiculous. He said the views of the party were above Singh's. Singh triggered a controversy on Monday with his remarks during the Bharat Joro Yatra in Jammu, where he asked for proof of those killed during the strikes. On Tuesday, he tried to do damage control by saying he has got the greatest regard for the armed forces. However, the BJP continued to lash out at the Congress. Madhya Pradesh Chief Minister Shivraj Singh Chauhan said, the Congress's DNA favours Pakistan. Referring to the Bharat Joro Yatra, he said, quote-unquote, Tukre Tukre Gang was walking with Rahul Gandhi. Congress leader Jairam Ramesh said that the party has said all it had to. 
and questions should now be directed at Prime Minister Narendra Modi. He also said surgical strikes were nothing new and had been carried out even under the Congress government. Meanwhile, Rahul Gandhi said, and I quote, We trust our armed forces and they do a fantastic job. Our position on surgical strikes is quite clear and it was there in the Congress Working Committee, unquote. Rejecting a petition seeking premature release of a murder convict, the Supreme Court said that granting remission is the government's job and not the judiciary's, Baron Bench reported. A bench of Chief Justice D.Y. Chandrachur and Justices P.S. Narasimha and J.P. Pardiwala was hearing a petition by Hitesh. The petitioner was sentenced to life in prison and a plea challenging his conviction was junked in October 2009. In 2017, after a co-accused was granted premature release, the petitioner also began seeking the same. He said he had served 15.6 years of his sentence, which had been reduced to 19 years with remission. The court asked the Gujarat government to evaluate the plea in accordance with its 1992 policy. It said the policy allows for early release if 14 years are served. However, the state argued that the petitioner went missing for five years after he was granted interim bail in 2005. The court noted that the petitioner was denied four furloughs as a result of his actions. According to a report by Reuters, the World Health Organization is looking into any possible links between the manufacturers whose cough syrups have been blamed for the death of more than 300 children across three nations. The WHO is investigating, quote-unquote, unacceptable levels of toxins in the products and wants to know more about the raw materials used by the six syrup producers in India and Indonesia. Earlier this month and in October 2022, the WHO issued explicit warnings about cough syrup produced by two Indian companies, Maiden Pharmaceuticals and Marin Biotech. The notifications urged customers to cease using these syrups after they were connected to deaths in Gambia and Uzbekistan. WHO spokesperson Margaret Harris said, and I quote, This is of the highest priority for us to see no more child deaths from something that is so preventable, unquote. The fatalities have drawn attention to possible loopholes in international regulation of routinely used drugs, such as control of manufacturers and supply chains, especially those making products for impoverished nations that lack the ability to check medicines for safety. Although it issues guidance on global medication production standards and lends help to nations investigating any violations, the WHO lacks legal mandate and enforcement capacity to take direct action against offenders. That is all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, 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 oh,